is. You laughed at him when he played the Brooklyn Marine in Wake Island. He broke your heart as Gus the Sailor in Lifeboat. Around the movie studios, they call him Hollywood's magnificent mug. You know, sometimes I wish I was rich. Just being handsome ain't enough. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in the life of Riley. The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. The meat packing industry is the greatest user of refrigerating equipment of any industry in the world. Yes, America, you can thank the meat packing industry's use of refrigeration for that good fresh meat every day in the year. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley. Riley is on his way home from the aircraft factory where he works, in company with Jim Gillis, Riley's greatest rival in work, bowling, and tall talk. Right now, they're swapping brags, the topic being friendship. Yes, sir, Riley, you can tell what kind of a guy a guy is by what kind of friends he's got. Now, you take me. I got lots of good friends. Well, who ain't? Now, take my friends. I gotta hold them back from doing me big favors. What them fellas think of me, it's, it's embarrassing. It's the same with me. You take now, for instance, uh, Eddie Carroll. Why, that Eddie, he would give me the shirt right off of his back. Yeah, I've, I've seen his shirt. Not everybody would take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a... Now, now, you take my pal Muley Durkin. He'd not only give me the shirt off his back, but first he'd send it to the laundry. He's even the campaign manager in my campaign to get elected president of my lodge, the BPLA. What's the BPLA? That's the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> You know, it's a funny thing you mention this fellow, Muley Durkin. Is this Durkin the Durkin who's got a wife, Mrs. Durkin? Yeah, yeah, his wife uses the same last name. They're just <laughs> plain people. Uh, do, do you know Muley? Well, not personal, but my wife meets this Mrs. Durkin at market every day, and they get gabbins. Well, see? that's women for you, gib, 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 gib. Oh, not, not that I'm knocking them. I think a lot of women, otherwise I would never have married one. You know, this Mrs. Durkin is always bragging to my wife how nice her house is fixed up. Well, but what my wife wants is to see how nice it is. Oh, so she can knock it to the neighbors, eh? <laughs> I guess you couldn't fix it so she'll see it, huh? Well, who couldn't fix it? I can take anybody over to my pal Muley's any time and be welcome. Any time? That's what I said. Well, I guess you couldn't fix it for Sunday. That's tomorrow. With pals like me and Muley, there's nothing to fix. We just walk right in. <laughs> now, wait, Riley. How is it going to look, you dragging me and the missus to the party that Muley's giving? Now, stop arguing, Gillis. We just walk in there at the... the party? Muley ain't giving no party tomorrow. Well, sure he is. A big party. My wife saw his wife buying a stuff for it at the market. And she mailed out a big stack of invitations. Invitations by mail, huh? And no open envelopes, neither. All with three-cent stamps. Oh, they're shooting the works. Uh, hey, you mean you ain't even heard that Muley is giving a party? Sure, sure, I heard about it okay. I just forgot. Gee, your best friend is giving a party? It certainly seems funny that you'd forget. Well, that's just like me. I'm glad you brought it up, Gillis. My, my pal Muley would feel very bad if he gave a party and I wasn't there. I'd feel worse.
Oh, I'll be right in, Dumplin'. The mailman's coming now, and I just... Hey, hello, Mr. Riley. Oh, hello, Mr. Matthews. Can I please have my letter? Well, all I got is a postcard for your son, Junior, but no letter for you. You sure? I'm expecting a very important letter. Well, you already got the phone bill last week. And the electric bill ain't due till next week. No, I, I mean another letter, Mr. Matthews. Uh, you don't ever deliver letters to the wrong address, do you? I should say not. Not once in 32 years. Well, that's always the first time. And if you was to find you maybe had left my letter someplace else, I wouldn't mind as long as you brought it back. Uh, Mr. Riley, if I ever had it, you got it. Well, it so happens I know somebody sent me a letter, see? And I never got it, so where is it? Well, probably the sender addressed it wrong. Listen, my friend Muley knows where I live, don't he? That's a pretty lame excuse for holding up my mail. Yeah, I'm not making excuses, Mr. Riley. Oh, you're going to brazen it out, huh? Brazen what out? You know what? Losing my letter. I didn't lose your letter. Listen, Mr. Matthews, listen very close. This here letter was a sealed job with a perfectly good three-cent stamp right up in the corner, see? A, a stamp with a picture of George Washington, a, a purple stamp. Now, do you remember seeing it? Uh, look, I've delivered thousands of letters and not once in 32 uh, years. Look, Mr. I... Matthews, all I say is be square. Find me my letter. Hand it over and we won't say no more about it. Listen, Mr. Riley, I never lost a letter in my life. I'm sorry to see you taking this attitude to a taxpayer, Mr. Matthews. It don't pay to be so stubborn like that, you know. Who's stubborn? You're stubborn. You're as pig-headed as a mule. Oh, now you're calling taxpayers mules, huh? Okay, Mr. Matthews, I was trying to let you down easy, but now I'm through protecting you. I'm taking this up higher. Oh, so take it up. Take it up with the postmaster. Take it up with Congress. Uh, 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 let's have no bad temper, Mr. Matthews. <laughs> that ain't gonna help you none when I'm writing the White House telling a certain party how you lost my letter. <laughs> Didn't you get any satisfaction at the post office, Daddy? No, Babs, they kept shooting me from window to window. Well, what was in this letter you expected? It was an invitation to a certain party's party tomorrow. I, I can't believe this fellow wouldn't invite me. Oh, well, don't feel too badly about it, Daddy. Me? No. What do I care about? But don't tell your mother, Babs. You, you know, women folks take stuff like that to heart. After 17 years, I wouldn't want your mother to find out she married a social nobody. I, I can't believe it. A party without me. Nobody will have a good time. Well, are all your other friends going, Daddy? I, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I'll phone them all up. First, I'll call Nickel Nurse or Nicholas. Operator, give me Dockside 7724J. Uh, how's that, Ike? Oh, you're going to see your mother-in-law tomorrow night, too, huh? Yeah, I see, Ike. Well, so long. You know, that, that's a funny thing, Babs. I called up Nickel Nurse and Nicholas, Snuffy Chase, Harry Martin, and Ike Shanahan. And all four of them said they're going to see their mother-in-laws tomorrow. That's against the law of nature. <laughs> Daddy, you mean they're not telling the truth? Them guys can't fool me. This is a freeze-out. And I'm the fella that's getting frostbite. Oh, Riley, uh, well, for goodness sake, what's wrong? Nothing, Dumplin'. Nothing at all. Well, you look so gloomy. Oh, come on, cheer up. Mr. O'Dell's here to see you. Come 
Mom, Babs, dear, the men want the dog. Oh, Mr. O'Dell. Oh, goodness, Mother, I don't think an undertaker will chill Daddy up. Why, well, sure he will. Good old digger, what a pal. Not like some, uh, uh hiya, digger. Come on in, pal. Gee, it's nice of you to drop in. Good day, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> I feel fine, Digger. Why not? Ain't I got all a guy wants in life? Home and family and one friend? You? <laughs> Sit down, pal. I can't stay long, Riley. I want to ask a favor. Well, name it, Digger. Anything for a real pal. I want to borrow some of your folding chairs. An emergency? <laughs> Well, it must be if you run out of chairs. I let someone have all mine, but he needs more. He's planning a big social affair. I imagine it'll be quite gay. <laughs> a social affair, huh? Is it uh, anybody I know? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think... Uh, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, I don't suppose you're going, digger old chum. Well, uh... Uh, no, uh, no, no. Well, fine. Then, then maybe tomorrow you and me can play a little cards, eh? Cards? Just the two of us? Well, you can always dig up a couple of other guys. <laughs> It'll be fun. And we... I, uh, I'm afraid I can't, Riley. You see, I, uh, I, I'm going to see my mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. <laughs> Don't give me that malarkey. I know where you're going. I know where everybody's going. Okay, go on. Go ahead. See if I care. But my chairs stay home. Like me. Do I understand, Riley, that you refuse to lend me a few paltry folding chairs? That's right. Now you can go back and tell that phony that I won't mention at that party where you ain't going that I'm wise to him. I never liked Newly Durkin, and I always will. <laughs> Goodbye, Riley. Keep happy. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm happy. And you can tell that gang of fall-weather friends that I'm giving a party of my own tomorrow. A big, high-class party with drinks and eats. And I ain't inviting nobody. <laughs> In just a moment, we'll rejoin Lonesome Riley as he grieves over the duplicity of his former friends. But right now, this is Ken Niles, about to see what kind of a word artist I am. I'm starting with a batch of delicious ground beef. I'm shaping it into handy, smooth packages. I'm putting them into a skillet or under a broiler. And I'm listening to them sizzle and watching that good hot juice ooze out. I'm licking my lips as those parcels of meat turn a delicate gold and then a deeper brown. I'm getting a beautiful nose full of the pleasantest, meatiest aroma on this green earth. And then I'm lining them up on a platter. Now listen to the family shout, Hip, hip, hamburger! Sure, one of the great democratic institutions of this land is the great American hamburger, the eating pet of Park Avenue, the supper hero of Hogan's Alley. Young folks reach for them. Old folks welcome them. And why not? Here's food. Here's flavor. Here's eating ease. Here are happy proteins in a snappy patty. And proteins, you friends of the hamburger, are just what it takes to keep that body growing if we're young and going if we've got our growth. And those proteins of hamburger are the very best kind. We mean highest quality. Because they're meat proteins, and meat is a yardstick of protein foods. Because meat measures up to every protein need. 
And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. We left Riley hurt, sore, and bewildered because he hasn't been invited to his best friend Muley's big party. We find Riley now in his back stoop telling his hen-pecked little neighbor, Waldo Benny, all about it. So you see how I'm fixed, Waldo? All my friends going to Muley's party and I wasn't even invited. Oh, I know what it is to be snubbed. <laughs> my wife snubs me continually. <laughs> but knowing my wife, maybe I'm lucky. Well, though, I, I keep asking myself, what would make an old pal like Muley give me the brush off all of a sudden? Well, Mr. Riley, I might be able to answer that. You would? Well, go ahead, Waldo. Well, it's just this, Mr. Riley. You, you really ought to be a little more careful how you talk to people. There. <laughs> I don't talk right? No, 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 Mr. Riley. I meant that maybe something you said hurt Muley's feelings. Perhaps you insulted him. Oh, no, I never insulted Muley, but... Uh, you never called him names? Well, not really. We've been kidding around. I, maybe I called him a weasel and a crumb and a skunkerino like that, but I, I never insulted him. <laughs> but, Mr. Riley, sometimes our careless words wound our friends, and the wounds leave scars. They do, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I never noticed no scars on Muley. <laughs> no, no, a scar on his heart wouldn't show, you know. You, you'd never know it was there. Oh. But he would know. He'd feel it. Aching, throbbing, gnawing away his friendship for you. Until, at last, he could stand the pain no more, and then... Then he throws a party and don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Waldo, you're right. Be big, Mr. Riley. Go to your friend and apologize. Tell him that you're sorry for what you said. And offer him the olive branch of peace. Okay, I'll do it. I'll go down there and rub Muley's scars with an olive branch. <laughs> and, and then Peg won't find out we got snubbed and I'll be all set to show Gillis I got real friends. Even if I can't depend on them. Don't be unruly. It's yours truly, little Muley. I get... Oh, it's you, Riley. Yeah, Muley. It's your pal, Riley. How's things, Muley, old best friend? Uh, well, I'm pretty busy, Riley. I'm sorry it ain't convenient to ask you inside on the interior just right now. So... Oh, what, that, that's quite okey-dokey. I'll, I'll stand out here for what I gotta say. Uh, look, Muley, yeah. we've always been pals, ain't we? Well, sure, sure. Oh, sure, so... So let's not have no scars known between us. If, if I ever said anything to you, I, w I was kidding, see? Oh, you what? Well, yeah, like, like one time I called you a weasel and a crumb and a skunkerino. Uh, frankly, I don't recall the occasion. Well, you think back and you will. But that didn't mean you really was. Oh, no? No, no I, I just thought so at the time. <laughs> so now, now everything's okay, huh? Look, Muley, I, I brung you a bottle of olives. They mean peace. Yeah, well, uh, thanks. Oh, the, 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 the stuffed olives, oh. Muley. You see, the red... The, 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 ain't they nice, huh? Oh. They, they'd be nice for a party, Muley, if, 
anybody was having a party. What'd you say? Uh, uh, I didn't say nothing, but uh, now that I think of it, uh, much applies for the olives. Well, I'll see you later. Oh, uh, you, you mean tonight? Then? Well, I, uh, uh, I... I ain't doing nothing tonight, Muley. Well, that's too bad. Well, I, 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 I just took <laughs> notice, Muley, over your shoulder. You got some new borrowed chairs in the house, ain't you, Muley? Oh, I'd better close the door. It's drafty. I, 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 I expect you're probably expecting a lot of people sometime soon to sit in all them chairs, ain't you, huh? For me? Nah... Uh, maybe I got misinformed on something then. Uh, listen, Muley, if, if you ain't doing nothing tonight, I got an idea. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Look, wh- why don't you, for instance, come on over to my house tonight? We could sit around and gab about how much we like each other. And, well, I, uh, uh, I can't make it tonight, Riley. You can't? Uh, I, uh, see, uh, I'm going to my mother-in-law's tonight. <laughs> mother-in-law's, huh? Yeah. Muley, do you think I'm nuts? Your mother-in-law won't let you in her house. Everybody knows that. Now, listen, Riley. I don't see as how it's any of your business how I spend my time. Well, okay, Muley. That's how it is. I guess I'll be running on home. It's been nice seeing you, pal. When a fella hasn't got a scent and is feeling kind of blue and the clouds hang thick and dark and won't let the sunshine through, it's a great thing, oh, my brethren, for a fella just to lay his hand upon your shoulder in a friendly sort of way. It makes a man oh, feel queer. Right. You're still it... sitting around reading poetry. What's got into you? Oh, well... Nothing, Peg, nothing. Riley, it's such a beautiful Sunday, and you look so gloomy. Why don't you shave? Well, what for? You want to go to the movies or something, Peg? Mm, no, no thanks. Even with my wife, I ain't popular. <laughs> why Why don't you come to the movies, Peg? Huh? Well, I, I get embarrassed. If you're not snoring, you're rattling your popcorn bag. I'll be quiet. I'll just eat peanut brittle. Come on. <laughs> anxious to go out all of a sudden. Well, Jim Gillis will be here soon, and I want to miss him. Why? Did you invite him here, Riley? Oh, uh, that Gillis don't wait to be invited. He wants me to take him someplace. I, I ain't going. I don't feel like arguing with him. Arguments leave scars on fellas. Oh, well, dear, here's your good suit. Put it on so you look decent for Mr. Gillis, but don't let him stay too long. Why not? Oh, I, I, I don't feel like company. I, I... I think I'm getting a little headache. Her woman always has the answers. Anytime she needs an excuse, she thinks she's getting a headache. Okay, the day's Gillis now. Now I'm getting a headache. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Hello, Gillis. Well, Riley, what's the idea? You ain't dressed yet. No, I... But it's a quarter to five. The party at Muley's is at five. Yeah, I know that gang. They start at five. At 5.15, they eat. At 5.20, the grub's all gone. I... Well, then come on. Nah, we're too late already. Ah, what's the use? Look, Gillis, I guess I'm not going to Muley's today. What? After you led me on to ask my missus to go, why aren't you? Well, I I think maybe I'm going to feel a little headache coming on. Well, <laughs> the fresh air will do you good. Here, put on your coat. Now, wait a now, minute. Here's I, your hat. Uh, now, now, come uh, on. Uh, Riley, are you getting dressed? Well, yeah, didn't you say... Oh, hello, Mr. Gillis. Oh, Mr. Riley, Gillis. you don't feel well enough to get dressed, do you? Huh? 
I thought you told me to get... Well, Mr. Gillis, my husband's been acting very strangely all day. I just can't let him go out with you, but he may be sick. Well, but my my wife, she's waiting in a car. I'll explain to Mrs. Gillis. Come on, Mr. Gillis, let's go tell her about Riley. Well, Well, take off your clothes again, Riley. But listen, Mrs. Riley. Well, she got rid of him. Now I can get undressed again and worry in comfort. (laughs) I wish she'd have come sooner. I wouldn't have got all dressed. What are you doing? Well, I'm getting undressed again, like you said. Oh, did I? Well, get dressed again, dear. What? Hurry up, dear. We're going out for a nice walk. Look, Dumplin', you got me so mixed up, I don't know whether I'm sick in bed with my clothes on or if I'm out walking on my BVD. <laughs> Hello, the Dykin residence. Julie, the breadwinner speaking. Oh, yeah, Babs. Are they on their way yet? Oh, yes. Dad and Mother just left. They'll be at your house in a few minutes. Oh, good. He ain't caught on, has he? No, he doesn't suspect a thing. Oh, my, I'd like to see Daddy's face when he finds out you're giving him a surprise party. (laughs) Okay, Babs, so long. Hey, gang, everybody hide. Put out the lights. The big lummox, I mean the guest of honor, is on its way. This nice, Riley. This walking. Yeah. I'd rather walk north, though. No, I like to walk south. Well, I don't like none of these houses south. It's a, it's a tough neighborhood. Well, your friend Muley lives down this way. That's what ruined the district. Riley, are you mad at Muley? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. Anyhow, I don't need no friends like Muley or, or nobody. Here after Peg, I'm going to just have one best friend, a girlfriend. Uh-huh. This girl's awful pretty, see, and she's always getting me out of jams. Oh, yes? Well, who can it be? Oh, cut out your kidding, Dumplin'. You know I mean you. <laughs> well, I like to hear you say it. But, you know, it's a good idea to get together with other people sometimes. So, people who are close to you. If I want people close to me, I'll take a ride on a bus. <laughs> Riley, we're right in front of Muley's house. Let's hurry by. Don't you want to go into Muley's for just a minute, Riley? Well, look, the front door's wide open. Well, sure, there's nothing in there anybody would steal. <laughs> well, let's go home, Peg. I, I oh, don't... Oh, well, all right. You insist. Yeah, I... Oh! Well, Peg, what'd you do? Oh, oh, my ankle. I, I, I twisted my ankle. Oh, Riley, well, Riley, hold me. Yeah, gosh, honey, does it hurt? Oh! You better carry me into Durkin's, Yeah, dear. but uh, in Durkin's. No, nothing doing. Uh, I'd rather carry you home piggyback. With... Please, Riley, carry me into Durkin's. Oh, my ankle. Well, well, for you, Peg, okay. That muley, he would have four steps up to his door. It's all dark in here. Wait, I'll turn on the light. Well, first put me down in a chair. Yeah, all right. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, my, I... I feel better already. Where's the light? That dope muley, no lights. I know why. Didn't pay the electric bill. Uh, why, well, uh, uh, just light a match, dear. It would be careful. Yeah, I had a match here someplace. <laughs> oh! Oh! Ah, that's just like muley. A lot of bum chairs in people's way. My... Here's a match. 
Look at this furniture. That Mrs. Durkin always bragging how nice her house is furnished. <laughs> oh, now, now, Riley, it, it is nice for you to know. <laughs> Look at that mantelpiece. There's the clock we gave Muley for his anniversary. <laughs> yes, it's lovely, isn't it? I won it down at the Penny Arcade at the Iron Storm machine. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, now, dear. Don't go making up stories. The jelly beans that came with it were worth more than that. <laughs> Riley, dear, watch what you're saying. <laughs> Look at that big picture of Muley with his five brothers. <laughs> Put a cage around that collection of mugs, you got a zoo. <laughs> hey, what was that about Muley and his five brothers? Peg, your voice is changing. <laughs> that ankle must be worse than I thought. Lights! Hey, surprise! Oh, no, what you... Surprise! <laughs> Muley! Ike! What's going on? Nickel nurse or digger? Uh, huh? Riley, seeing as how you are our favorite candidate running for president of the BPLA, we, the Flatbush faction, is giving you the surprise party in your honor. Oh, the surprise party for yeah. for me? Yeah. But, uh, well, thanks. Uh, and in reply, I just want to say I I knew it all the time. He's a jolly good fellow. He's a jolly good fellow. He's a jolly good fellow. The Rileys will be back in just a moment, so don't go away, folks. You know, the kitchen is a mighty inviting place on a bright fall morning. Frosty fruit juice ready for the table, coffee bubbling away on the stove, and what's this? A pan full of fine, plump pork sausage, sizzling and spluttering and turning a rich, crusty brown and sending out a fragrance that says, Oh, what a beautiful morning! Oh, <clears throat> Yes, there's nothing like a good breakfast meat. Whether it's pure pork sausage, tender ham, or cheerful bacon to give the right start to the day. The crisp fat is packed with food energy. And in the lean, there are proteins of the highest quality. All meat has these good proteins. The right kind of proteins. Yes, meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And remember... The nutritional statements just made are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Oh, well, dear, it was a lovely party, wasn't it? Yes, sure was. Good old Muley, my best friend. Just think, Muley and I have been friends since we were nine. He was five and I was four. <laughs> And, and with him campaigning for me in the lodge, I'm a cinch to get elected. Yes, if your friends remember to vote. Oh, that reminds me, Dumplin'. I got a message for all of our friends right here. Folks, I want to remind you that in many states, there is still time to register for the forthcoming national elections next November 7th. The right of every American citizen to vote is a precious right. A citizen who fails to vote is denying himself a voice in his government. So let's all register immediately so we can vote on November 7th. Good night. See you next week. The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, and sponsored by the American Media Institute, will be back next week at this same time. William Bendix appears on this program by arrangement with Hal Roach. 
The Life of Riley, written by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Ship, was directed by Don Bernard, with music by Lou Kozloff, and came to you from Hollywood. This is Ken Nile saying, see you next week. This is the Blue Network. 7.30 KECA, the Los Angeles Blue Network Station, by transcription.